London Calling. London Walks Connecting. London Walks here with today's London Fix. Story time, history time. This one's served up by Anne. Anne making one of her periodic and always relished guest appearances on this podcast. It is, how shall I put this, a taster. Anne, a quantum BBC journalist and now walking tour guide extraordinaire, is our London foodies expert. And a word to the wise, one of her four different foodies walks is hoving into view. Namely, Foodies London, Pie Crust to Upper Crust. It takes place this coming Saturday, October 7th, at 10.45 a.m. To get your taste buds, historical as well as the standard variety, firing on all cylinders, or wetted if you prefer, meet Anne just outside the Villiers Street exit of Embankment Tube. That's this Saturday, October 7th, at 10.45. And in keeping with all of that, this podcast... Anne's own tray, anyway, is all about food. In particular, about cheese. About some of the best cheeses in the world. Napkins tucked in? You ready? Hope so. Because, oh, look, here she comes. Here's Anne with the cheese board. No castrated cheese for King Charles. The three cheeses offered at the Versailles banquet marking the state visit of Charles and Camilla to France were supplied by master of cheese, Maître Raffineur, as the French would have it, Bernard Anthony, and were made from unpasteurised milk. He scorns cheese made with pasteurised milk, castrated, he calls it. From his cellars and shop in Alsace, Monsieur Anthony, cheese supplier to the stars, pays tribute in his selection to the king who, when Prince of Wales, spoke out in France against European plans to limit the sales of unpasteurised cheese. The end, said Charles, of old-fashioned Fourme d'Ambert, Brie de Meaux, Smelly Pont l'Evêque. He gave his speech in French. Odorant sounds better than smelly. Monsieur Anthony is still a small family business, but he supplies restaurants around the world and says his customers think nothing of driving 200 kilometres to buy his perfect cheeses. The difference, said one of them, between ready-to-wear and haute couture. One of those three cheeses was British, Stitchelton, and cheese fans will already know its history, how when we were in the European community, Stilton gained a PDO, protected designation of origin, which means that no one can make cheese in a different way or in a different place and label it Stilton. At the time, it was being made with pasteurised milk. In 2006, Randolph Hodgson, no fan of castrated cheese and owner of Neil's Yard Dairy, and his friend, cheesemaker Joe Schneider, obtained some ancient Stilton starter, dating from pre-pasteurisation days, and made a cheese. As the milk was not pasteurised, European rules prevented it being named Stilton, the village from which the original Stilton got its name. So they named it Stitchelton, the old name for the village. Stitchelton has gone from strength to strength and was named one of the best five cheeses in the world by a French chef at the King's Banquet. Stitchelton, being British, got all the publicity for the cheese course, but in fact there were two others. 
Conte, very French and now popular in the UK, and what was described as a goat's cheese log. Surely Monsieur Antony can do better than that? Yes, it is a small pelardon de Cévennes. I investigated further. The flavour suggests sour cream with walnut oil. When aged, it gives a goaty aroma and intense Brazil nut sweetness. The cheeses were chosen partly to set off the Sèvres porcelain plate on which they were served. I checked out the plate. It's not the Sèvres we know from visiting National Trust houses. It looks more like a slice of a tree trunk. This isn't the first time that Monsieur Antony's cheeses have won royal approval. He created a plateau de fromage historique for the banquet at the inauguration of the Channel Tunnel 29 years ago, at which Queen Elizabeth was a guest. And he rates our food and our cheeses. Contrary, he said, to the often held view that you can't find any decent food in England, it's totally untrue. You can find great products there, and especially great cheese. It was General de Gaulle who's quoted as asking how anyone can govern a nation that has 246 different kinds of cheese. Latest figures reveal that in the UK we now have 750. Perhaps Rishi Sunak might like to consider that this week. You've been listening to the London Walks podcast, emanating from www.walks.com, home of London Walks, London's signature walking tour company, London's local, time-honored, fiercely independent, family-owned, just the right size walking tour company. And as long as we're at it, London's multi-award-winning walking tour company, indeed, London's only award-winning walking tour company. And here's the secret. London Walks is essentially run as a guides cooperative That's the key to everything. It's the reason we're able to attract and keep the best guides in London. You can get schlubbers to do this for 20 pounds a walk, but you cannot get world-class guides, let alone accomplished professionals. It's not rocket science. You get what you pay for. And just as surely, you also get what you don't pay for. Back in 1968, when we got started, we quickly came to a fork in the road. We had to answer a searching question. Do we want to make the most money, or do we want to be the best walking tour company in the world? You want to make the most money, you go the schlubber's route. You want to be the best walking tour company on the planet, you do whatever you have to do to attract and keep the best guides in London. You want them guiding for you, not for somebody else. Bears repeating, the way we're structured, a guides cooperative, is the key to the whole thing. It's the reason for all those awards. It's the reason people who know go with London Walks. It's the reason we've got a big following, a lively, loyal, discerning following. Quality attracts quality. It's the reason we're able, uniquely, to front our walks with accomplished, in many cases, distinguished professionals. By way of example, Stuart Purvis, the former editor and subsequently CEO of Independent Television News, and Lisa Honan, who had a distinguished career as a diplomat. 
Lisa was the governor of St. Helena, the island where Napoleon breathed his last and, some say, had his penis amputated. Napoleon didn't feel a thing. If things the most used, he was dead. Stuart and Lisa, both of them CBEs, are just a couple of our headline acts. Or take our Ripper Walk. It was created and was guided for many years by Britain's most distinguished crime historian, Donald Rumbelow. In the words of the Jack the Ripper A to Z, Donald is internationally recognized as the leading authority on Jack the Ripper. He's emeritus now, but he's still the guiding light on our Ripper Walk. He curates it. He mentors our Ripper Walk guides. They've got questions. They get answers from Donald Rumbelow. The London Walk's all-star team of guides includes a former London mayor. It includes the former chief music critic for the Evening Standard. It includes barristers, doctors, geologists, museum curators, archaeologists, historians, criminal defense lawyers, Royal Shakespeare Company actors, a bevy of MVPs, Oscar winners, people who've won the big one, the Guide of the Year Award. Well, you get the idea. As that travel writer famously put it, if this were a golf tournament, every name on the leaderboard would be a London Walks guide. And as we put it, London Walks guides make the new familiar and the familiar new. And on that agreeable note, come then, let us go forward together on some great London Walks. And that's by way of saying, good Londoning one and all. See you next time.